Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I thought it would be cool today for me to kind of walk you all through my daily routine. So I don't know if you all know, but you should, because I've mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts that my husband and I have started our own little homestead, mini homestead. And we've been doing it actually for a while, but I really didn't realize that's really what we had been doing. But once COVID-19 happened, we just sort of amplified our homestead. So it is 7 in the morning, 7.03, and I am up, and my dog Ariel is with me, and I like to get up and open up the blinds and let the curtains and let some light in, some natural light. I really don't like turning on the regular lights until the evening. So now I am in my kitchen. Good morning, birds. Birds flying around the window. I have another house finch trying her best to make another nest near my house, but I'm not letting her this time. If you go back and you listen to the podcast with the house finch, I believe it's called house finches or uh, sparrows, squirrels, something. You will hear the episode about the house finch and how I have struggled to get her not to build a nest in my reef. Well, she's trying to do it again. I didn't mind her doing it at first, but I'm not too happy about her doing it again because her babies pooped all over my door. So what that sound is, is me opening up the back door and I'm letting Ariel out to potty. Go potty. Go potty. But sometimes she gets distracted and she's chasing squirrels and all other things so you can make sure she goes potty. And while she's doing that, I will go ahead and get my tea, my morning tea started. Grab a cup and my black tea, my black Earl Grey tea is what I like to have since I'm not commuting to Starbucks to get my London Fog. I'm having to make my own tea in the mornings. It's all good. We have several animals here on the homestead. So every morning I have to get up and start with one animal at a time. And I'm gonna walk you through that process of what I do every morning. And yeah show you how to take care of all of the animals on the homestead. So Ariel is still out pottying and I am putting my tea bag in my cup. I'm gonna put my honey and get it all set up. I usually get up before this. Um, well, since COVID-19, I haven't been getting up so much. I've been sleeping in. 
but I usually will get up and pray, but I typically do that around this time now. So I'll get up and I'll feed all of my animals and then I will do my morning prayer. So I'm not going to do the prayer while I'm on the podcast this morning, but I am going to show you or walk you through some of the confessions that I do. I do my confessions every morning. You may not know what confessions are, so I will walk you through what those are, just in case. So I have my tea is all set up. I still have to boil my water, but I have that all set up. So Ariel's coming in now. Come on, baby. And I start with her because she sleeps in the bedroom with me. She's my biggest baby, so I start with her. So we give all of our animals fresh spring water or purified water. We don't give any of our animals water from the hydrant, from the sink. Um, unless we have filtered water, then, you know, sometimes we'll give them filtered water. But for the most part, we give them the same water that we drink. And also, I like to put apple cider vinegar in their water. This is for my dog. This is for... I typically don't give it to the leopard gecko. Um, but I give it to my chickens, I give it to my bunnies, because we have bunnies now. So Ariel is all set up and she's ready to eat her breakfast. So now I move on and I check on Clarinet, Clarinet the leopard gecko. Now Clarinet, he doesn't require much. He eats twice a week. So what I like to do in the mornings is I just make sure he has fresh water, which he doesn't. So then I will give him some purified or spring water. This water that I'm using is actually like the best water. This is the Simple Truth Vapor Distilled Water with electrolytes. Oh gosh, this is like the best water. I think we get this from Publix. I believe we get this from Publix. But I'm just gonna pour him some fresh water. Now, when you go and you, you know, you get animals, reptiles, whatever it is you're into, um, I know with lizards or leopard geckos, they will say, oh, they need to eat every day, but not our leopard gecko. He eats twice a week and he eats crickets and mealworms for a snack, but he will not eat more than twice a week. If we was to buy crickets every day and put them in there, his veterinarian would stink because crickets stink. And right now, he's probably the cleanest, well, he's a reptile, but he's the cleanest animal that we have. <laughs> I don't have to do much cleanup with him, and he doesn't smell, so um, it's pointless to put, you know, food in there for him and he's not going to eat it more than twice a week so then I move over to my bunnies 
Hey bunny bunnies. Hey bunny bunnies. And my bunnies, I have two male bunnies. And they are just so precious. They are about six weeks old. And same process. So, I am, you guys moved your bow. They have three bows because they're spoiled in their little cage here. And one bowl has their food in it, their pellets. One has water and then I put one bowl with they actually have alfalfa and Timothy Hay in here. Hey, bunny bunny. And so, they're not running away from me anymore. We've had them for about a week. And they were, like, super scared. But they don't run away from me anymore, so that's good. They're getting used to me. So, they typically get their food in their water. But not... They're not messy, it's just that when they eat their food, it's on their mouth. So when they go to drink their water, they have a water bowl for them. It's better to just give them a bowl. Um, sometimes the, I guess it's like a little uh, bottle thing. They, it, gets, it gets bacteria on it. So it's better to just give them a bowl of water, but they get all the crumbs from their mouth in their water. It's just, it's so funny. It's like, can you wipe your mouth? You wipe your mouth off. But once I take care of all the animals in the morning, I'm good. I don't have to do anything else. So it's really, really easy. We have a lot of them, but it's so easy to care for them because everybody is a one-stop shop. Okay. All right. So now Ariel is done. So I'm going to pause for a minute and take her to my daughter. She likes to go and get in bed with my daughter after she eats. So, come on, Ariel. Mm -hmm. Gets in bed with her. And then in probably about 30 minutes, I'll let her back out to potty because she just ate. But she's good right now. And so I've given the bunnies water, so now I'm going to give them some pellets. Now, um, I fill it up to the top, so typically I don't have to give them any more food until like, it takes about like every other day because they don't eat it all. At least right now they don't. Give you guys a little bit more because it's, it's about it's almost gone. Give them a little bit more the little pellets. There you go. And they actually have um, a bowl of Timothy hay and um, alfalfa hay already in here. They haven't eaten it all, so I like to just kind of fluff it around and make it look like it's brand new. And then, of course, they dig in it. And that's what they're doing. They're digging right in it. Hey, sweetie. Hey, sweetie. He wants to come out. <laughs> it's not time to come out. So, we have a bunny named Sovereign Junior. It's after my oldest son. I just call him Junior. And the other one is Peter. Like Peter Rabbit. 
Well, you're nibbling on my nail. Okay. Alright. Hi. You're so precious. like to open the blinds for them let some natural light in all right and I'm done with the bunny bunnies and then I go and wash my hands again I'm always washing my hands after handling each animal I wash my hands that way you do not spread bacteria. Okay. All right. So the last animals that I'm going to feed for the day are my chickens. They are always last. And I always like to come in and put my boots on and I'll explain why in just a moment. So I got my boots on, I'm gonna flip up my laptop so I can um, get ready for my email, check my email for the day. And we're gonna go out and feed the chickens. So I bring their water dish and their food dish in every night because chickens will not eat at night. Once it gets dark, they go up in the coop because they know it's safe there and they will no longer eat. So when the break of dawn happens the next day, then they will come out of the coop and they will forage. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're in their coop, they're in their run and they are foraging. So what I'm doing now is I am going out. Back door. I'm going out for my chickens and they see me coming to the coop and they are running to the run, to the door of the run because they see me coming. So they get really excited. See me, they know, they know I'm coming to feed them. Chicky chickies. Hi, chicky chickies. I'm sure you can hear them. They're loud. <laughs> They're so excited. Good morning. So, I actually keep the chicken's food outside because it it's cool enough for it to be out here. And I have it in a bin. And um, they don't have food where it has to be stored at a certain temperature. So, um, and a lot of homesteaders do this, so they keep it outside. It's just easier. And so I put chicken, I put chicken, I put their chick feed in their little container for them. And chickens don't have teeth, so I put grit, it's like little rocks, also in their bin so that they 
can eat the little rocks and it helps them grind their food. So I just add a little bit of grit. And then I put everything back in the container, lock it up. Real simple. Really, really, really easy. It's taken a long time because I got a lot of animals, but it's really, really, really easy. So then I take their um, chick food up. They're all on the roost now. Just can't wait for me to get in here. And um, their coop is big enough for me to actually put my whole body in there. <laughs> but I just, um, nope, you're not coming out right now. You're not coming out. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> but I put their food in. Hello. Hello. Hi, Mickey. Hi, Pebbles. Okay, so I got their food in. So now I'm going to put them some fresh water in. So now I'm putting fresh water in their container. And when I bring their containers in at night, I like to clean them really good. Just kind of helps keep bacteria off. You want to keep all of your animals healthy. You want to treat them like they're children. You know, like they're you. You take care of yourself, you have to take care of them. So, I am now sticking their water. Nope, we're not coming outside right now. They want to come out and forage. I usually come out later and I'll let them out and let them free range. I shouldn't say forage because they're doing that now, but they're eating so they're good but I'll let them out later to free range. So I'll let them out on my property to free range. All right, so now I am done feeding animals and I do this every morning. And so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a perimeter check. So we have had two rat snakes um, in the past week. It is a uh, snake season they're coming out of hibernation or you know i don't think their state is called hibernation but they're coming out of whatever state they are in where that you don't see them anymore they're in their you know wherever they go underground or in the water wherever they go and they sleep or whatnot they're coming out of that phase now and um so we've had two on our property which is very common in georgia for you to have snakes so what i like to do is a perimeter check because i want to make sure that nothing is coming to spook my chickens now for they are pretty much snake proof i have it pretty much predator proof around my property for them but or i, I should say around the coop area but you know with snakes you just never never really can can tell for sure but their coop should be stable enough to where a snake can't get in there um, but I'm always proofing like I'm always checking for flaws and sometimes snakes find the flaws before you do so I like to do the perimeter check and I'm literally walking around my property um, just to make sure I don't see you know any snakes kind of hanging in, around okay so that's what I'm doing right now. And it looks and appears to be good. Don't see any snakes anywhere around. And so I have been doing that every morning now. And so 
last, well, I guess it was probably about two or three days ago, the second rat snake that we saw, I saw him from inside the house, actually. I looked, I was just happened to be walking by my back door and I saw the tail of the snake go underneath one of our patio chairs. I'm back in the house and I was like oh there's another snake so I went out my husband and I we went out and to investigate and um, truly I saw that it was definitely a rat snake and it was a juvenile rat snake and <laughs> the crazy part about this is is that when I walked around the front part of my um, patio chair I was looking him dead in the eye he was looking at me looking at him and I was looking at him looking at me um, I'm gonna get my water set up now for my tea so I got my, t my uh, tea bag set up but I don't have my water so let me get that water going let me get that nice hot water going so you're gonna hear my tea kettle in a minute so again i'm grabbing fresh water we have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of fresh water that's what we use okay so anyway i'm looking at this rat snake dead in the eyes and he's looking at me and his eyes are just dark <laughs> but i literally felt hostility between me and this snake i'm looking at him and he's looking at me and i just feel this sense of hatred almost with this snake and um i'm not a fan of snakes i don't necessarily um you know hate physical snakes that are in the area but I don't particularly like them either and so um you know that that's just I'm an animal person but I'm not a reptile person in that sense and so I don't really care for snakes um so but when I but when I see them you know I'm not just like oh mm -mm, you know there's a snake, I hate it, you know, get it away from me. Well, I really don't want it near me anyway, but I don't have a, a just, it, there's not this just absolute, I guess I should say fear, because when people see snakes, they usually fear them. So I don't fear them. I don't like them, but I don't fear them. And so I'm looking at this snake and um, there's not a sense of fear. And a rat snake, by the way, is pretty harmless they're, they're not venomous so they're definitely it wasn't like it was a copperhead or anything like that but um I could just feel sense just like this weirdest thing just this sense of you know it was like he was looking at me like I don't like you woman and I was looking at him like why are the the heck are you in my yard why I don't want you here you know great you're looking for mice but I want you to go and mainly because I have chickens on my property. And so I don't really want, you know, <laughs> um, mice hanging around. Or not mice, but um, 
snakes hanging around. Um, but of course, if they're coming, if they, you know, if there's a, a mouse somewhere, hey, get it, boo, get it, boo. So, but there was just still this, this feeling, this strong feeling. I see a spider, so I got to kill it. <laughs> this strong feeling between the two of us that just, I just didn't like. And it was just the weirdest thing. And I came back and I told my husband, I said, you know what it was? It was enmity. Now, I don't know if you are familiar. There go my pot. That means I got fresh tea ready to go. I know you all are probably like, Kristen got a lot going on this morning, but this is my morning and I want you to be a part of, of what I do. But it was enmity, enmity. It was enmity between us. And I remember telling my husband, I felt it was enmity, enmity between us. And so I am going to take you to the scriptures and show you what I mean by this when I say enmity between us. That's a daddy long legs. We really don't, I never really see like horrible spiders on my property, but we have like a ton of daddy long legs and I don't like spiders either, but I would rather have a daddy long leg than a brown recluse or a black widow or, you know, a wolf spider any day. I used to live in Oklahoma and I learned quite a bit about, you know, critters. And so um, I just kind of have a, a different outlook on, on bugs. But I'm going to take you to the scripture and I'm going to take you to Genesis chapter 3. And I actually have my iPad, but I actually have my physical Bible today too. Isn't that cool? Like nobody actually uses their physical Bible anymore. Guys, I have several physical Bibles, so I'm going to be using that today. But we're going to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Um, just to kind of give you a background, this is when Adam and Eve, and I, I think I'm actually going to start at verse 9. But this is when Adam and Eve, you know, they took of the fruit they took of the fruit, uh, the snake had, which is Satan, Lucifer, he had deceived Eve, Eve took of the fruit, and then she gave it to Adam, and they both ate of it, and then they both realized that they were naked, and then now God is coming to hunt them down. So I think I'm going to start in verse 9. It's, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? I heard somebody say that when he asked Adam, Where are you? It just meant his disposition, not his location. Um, but, you know, where are you? Where are you mentally? Where, you know, where are you? Not He wasn't looking for his physical body. He knew where he was, but where, where are you? And verse 10, so he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Verse 11, and he said, who told you that you were naked? 
Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Sounds like a parent, right? Verse 12, then the man said, the woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Now, there's there so many ways to examine this chapter. Um, and believe me, I have examined it so many ways. But I think it's interesting that the Lord went from the man, he went to the woman, but after he went to the serpent, he didn't go to anybody else. He knew that the serpent was who, you know, um, crafty. He knew that he was deceitful. So there was nobody else or no other animal that he needed to go to. Now, where I want to look at is verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So let's go back. And I will put enmity. Enmity means hostility. It is a hostile situation. I even looked up enmity in Hebrew because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And in Hebrew, it also said hostility, but it also said hatred. So God has told this snake that I will put hatred and hostility between you and the woman. And on top of that, between your seed which are your little babies, and her seed, her babies, her children. So this snake, not only is there going to be hostility and hatred between the woman and the snake, also all of the woman's children will have this hostility and hatred toward you, and you will have it toward them. Now, this is spiritual, okay? Now, the next verse he shall, or not verse, but the next section of the verse. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. He's talking to the serpent. So he's telling the serpent, he, and he in this text means both male and female, shall bruise your head. This is why when most snakes are killed, what do the people go for? They go for the head. The scripture. And you shall bruise his heel. Well, when snakes bite people, what typically do they bite? They bite the leg or they bite the foot, the heel. So not only will there be enmity between you, but you shall bruise, he shall bruise your head. So your head is going to be hit and then you shall bruise his heel. So when you bite, you aim for the heel. So this is why it made sense that between me and this snake, I felt this enmity. The snake didn't do anything to me. Technically, he was harmless. 
But there was just sense of enmity between the two of us. Have you ever been in a situation where you met someone and they wasn't mean to you, you wasn't mean to them, but it was just something about that person that just did not feel right? It did not seem right? You just did not like this person? And you could not figure out why you didn't like this person. You see them on your job every day. They have never said anything to you. They have not been mean to you. They have not done anything to you. But it's just something about that person you just, you can't quite put your finger on it. You don't like. That's that enmity spirit, that enmity. Sometimes it's your spiritual man. And it's your spiritual man protecting you from who that person may really be and we can't judge a book by its cover but we have wisdom and we have the spirit of discernment to where is something in our spirit does not connect with that person's spirit that's that enmity that enmity and this is why women have such a problem with the enemy you know men have a problem with the enemy men have a problem with satan of course you know he's after that male child right he's after the men in a way that he's not after women but think about it this way a lot of the tv shows the cartoons somebody brought this to my attention yesterday i thought it was so interesting a lot of the cartoons that come out now where are the parents there's no parents. If you think about a lot of the cartoons, there's no parents. When you think about a lot of the movies, particularly Lifetime movies, which by the way, I do love Lifetime movies, but when you think about Lifetime movies, there is a woman coming after someone's husband because she wants him. And who is the person that they're trying to get rid of? the woman they're trying to get rid of the woman you even experience this when you when you are a happily married couple and sometimes you meet someone or someone meets you and your husband and they have this strong desire for your husband but they just have an attitude with you the woman satan has a particular hatred for women You want to know why? Because we give birth to generations of power. We are the ones that multiply the earth. Yes, we need a man to do it, but we carry the child. Which leads me to my next scripture. I would like for you to go to Revelation chapter 12. And... I'm going to start at verse 13, and I'm going to end at verse 17. I'm still in the New King James Version. But it says, So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman. This is is a serpent. This is Satan. He's coming for the woman. He does not like the woman. She's about to give birth to the male child. He is after this woman. Kind of reminds me of the movie, I believe it's a prophecy. It was an angel 
on on Satan's side after a woman that was about to give birth to a male child. So that's what this this whole text is. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman. And that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. So he's trying to kill her. But the earth helped the woman. The earth helped the woman. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Now, Satan is called a dragon. He's called Lucifer. He's called a snake. He's called many things. And we're still talking about this same person, the same, this same entity. Verse 17. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. Enraged with the woman. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. So he couldn't get her, but he's going to make war with her offspring. Who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Think about when Mary was pregnant with Jesus. She had to flee. Joseph had to get her somewhere safe because the enemy was coming for her. Satan does not like women. He don't care for the men either, but we carry the seed and he does not like us. So women tend to get hit hard. In different ways. Oh, that tea is so good. Than the man do. And so when you are being attacked on every side, you have to stop and think about this. There is enmity between Satan and I. Adam got his punishment. His punishment was, it, you know, when Adam got his punishment, nothing in there about enmity between him and Satan matter of fact let me just go to it let me skip past the woman okay verse 17 this is chapter 3 of Genesis verse 17 then to Adam he said because you have heeded to the voice of your wife and you have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you saying you shall not eat of it Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. We go down a little bit further. I'm looking, you know, thorns and thistles. You shall eat herb of the field, sweat to your face. Shall you be, mm -mm. Nothing in here says there will be enmity between him and Satan. It was enmity between the woman and the serpent the woman because satan does not like women think about serial killers when there is a serial killer on the loose most of the time the serial killer is going for who the woman easy target the woman When you look at the psychology behind it, sometimes it's mama, it's, it's, it's mama issues. It's mama issues there. 
It could be daddy issues, but they just they looking for that woman. Women. When a person is kidnapped, the majority of the time the person that's kidnapped is a woman. When there is sex trafficking or any type of trafficking, who mostly is the victim? The woman. This is what I'm trying to get you to see. This this is the song. If you are a snake lover, good for you, boo. This is spiritual. He is after the woman. He's after the woman. You are the one that feels everything. You're emotional. Men, you know, they don't their emotions are usually not like that of a woman's we feel we sense we are a helpmate we do a lot of things for our family we are the caregivers satan don't like that he has enmity hatred pure hatred he is enraged he has hostility between him and the woman. He has this toward the woman. He does not like the woman. So when you are going on throughout your day, remember that and stay prayed up. I did not go over my confessions with you. Um, I, I will I will swing back around to that because I remember that I said if you don't you know if you don't um, know what confessions are I would go through that but I have a book of confessions and I'm gonna recommend this book I'm not getting you know sponsored to do this but I think this is a phenomenal book and it has a ton of confessions for um, for women, it's for men and women, but particularly there's a lot of things in here that women can speak, you know, when you are, when you feel like you are really, really fighting with the demonic spirits, with, with, with Satan and his army that's coming for you. And it's called prayers that rout demons and break curses. It's about John Eckhart. I think I'm saying his name right, but it's E-C-K. H-A-R-D-T, John, and Prayers That Rout Demons and Break Curses. Phenomenal book. But this is one of the um, confessions that I do in the mornings. I will find a section in here. And so one of them is Prayers for Divine Safety and Protection. And I will go through the confessions. Um, you know, sometimes they're a page, a page and a half really really good confessions but it says things like I cover myself my family and my possessions with the blood of Jesus let the fire of God surround and protect my life from all destruction let the angel of the Lord encamp around me and protect me let your glory be my covering and protect my back hold me up and I will be safe the name of Jesus is a strong tower I run into it and I am safe these are the confessions that I go through and that's and that's just to give you 
um, a little bit of what it says and um, very, very, very powerful. But I think it's so important to do those confessions. And so a part of my morning routine is I will do confessions. I also have my own confessions that I've done. As a matter of fact, um, this church that I used to, to attend in Oklahoma is called Word Alive. And they had these confessions for the entire church to, re- to recite. And um, I took a part of what those confessions was and then I added to it and I do this confession every morning so by now you kind of have an idea of what confessions are they are things you confess into the atmosphere and you believe and you trust God for it and I promise the more you recite it the more you say it with all of your might with all of your heart you really really mean it you will notice that these changes will happen in your life and so to end the podcast I will go through these confessions and we will call it a morning so it says today lord i know that every gift every talent every skill god has given me is an opportunity for increase increase in my family increase in my faith increase in my health increase in my wisdom increase in every area of my life as i bring my tithe and offering in your house i am believing for jobs and careers, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements and inheritance, rebates and returns, gifts and surprises, checks in the mail, cash in the mail, bills decreased, bills paid off, enlargement of territory, prosperity, protection, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so that I may have more than enough to give back into your kingdom to promote your gospel. Thank you for increasing my faith so that I can move mountains. Thank you for increasing my good health so that I may live long and be satisfied and have the energy needed to win souls into your kingdom. Thank you for increasing my good health and my children. Thank you for increasing my wisdom so that I will make the choices needed to please you. Thank you for increasing my family spiritually so that my children will grow up and know you for themselves and keep all of your commandments dear to their heart. Thank you for your constant protection over me and my family so that we shall dwell in the house so that we shall dwell in the secret place and abide under your shadow, so no evil shall befall us. I stand firm on Psalms one fifteen fourteen. The Lord shall increase me more and more, me and my children. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope that you are blessed. I hope that this gets you through the rest of the week until the next podcast. Thank you for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. Hi, this is Kristen. And thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And while you're at it, click subscribe so you can continue to receive my podcast, Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. And I just want to give you an invitation today, an invitation to Christ. That's what this segment is about. So you know what? You don't have to wait till Sunday to go down in front of the entire church. You can receive him right where you are right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, I want a relationship with you. Please come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And guess what? You are saved. 
it's that simple. Get in a Bible-based church, fellowship with other Christians, and get to know Christ for yourself. And until next time, please subscribe again and come back for more encouragement from Kristen's Backyard.